Sometimes we have to circle a need with prayer for a season before we see an outcome. For instance, once upon a time, I was praying for our church to have a coffee shop. I wrote this request on a 3x5 card, stuck it in my Bible, and whenever I saw the card, I prayed for a coffee shop. That was like a wall that I walked around and around, circling and circling. I did this for a couple of years. And then one day, I opened up my Bible, and I ran across that now tattered card, and I realized I had not prayed for a coffee shop or even thought about it for a few months. As I held that small card and considered the request on it, I found I couldn't even conjure up a single prayer. I felt then that this prayer was answered. I didn't know if the answer was yes or no, but my lack of desire to pray seemed to clarify I had achieved access within the wall. I could see the prayer was complete. A few months later, through a many wonderful maneuvers by the hand of God, my church was opening a coffee shop. I still marveled to see God work it out and bring it all to pass, just because it confirmed God really did put that desire in my heart and then spoke to me when it was answered. Today, we're going to look at Mordecai's prayer walk. He couldn't see beyond the wall, but he never stopped believing. We continue in the book of Esther, chapter 2, with storming the gates for such a time as this. Hello, my friends. It is so good to have you with me today on storming the gates for such a time as this. Today, we're going to get a fresh glimpse of this man, Mordecai, who raised his cousin after she was orphaned at a young age. Alrighty, so turn with me now to Esther chapter 2, verse 11, where it says, And Mordecai walked every day before the court of the women's house to know how Esther did and what should become of her. So Esther is now living in the king's harem. She was taken away from the life she knew and the people she knew and her life with Mordecai. And she was taken to be one of hundreds of gorgeous gals who will have a chance to compete for the coveted position as queen. Well, Mordecai does not assume all is well and go back to doing whatever Mordecai's do. Nope, he added a new task to his to-do list. Now he is walking around the wall of the harem trying to find out how his beloved adopted daughter is doing. And while Esther 2.11 does not specifically say Mordecai was prayer walking, I guess I assume that's exactly what that man is doing. Could the events that follow this take place without prayer going forth? This man's heart is wrung out with worry and with loss, and he's longing for a word on Esther. You know, when my heart is particularly troubled, that is exactly what I do. I get away from the dishes, I get away from my dog's barking, and I go clear my head and walk before the Lord. I pray and I listen where my mind is a lot less distracted. In fact, during the quarantine last year, I tried to take an hour walk every day. I needed to exercise, definitely, but it was there on that trail that winds through a city that I could truly pray, plead, listen to God. I was unhindered by other family members or by my own distractions. 
There's a small wooded area near me, and I often walk through there as well. And it is there amidst all those trees separated from city noise. It's not too much city noise around here. It's a small city, but it's still there. Anyway, I've heard God speak words of hope for my children or assignments. In fact, it was in that woods in 2008 that God told me to stop what I was doing and pray. And I knew he meant all the ministries I was currently engaged in. I was on the worship team. I was writing a monthly newsletter for the church. I was doing children's Sunday school. Well, that was a tough assignment from God. I knew it wasn't my own thoughts because no way would I have considered dropping those ministries at that time. I was very happy serving my church in those areas. But I felt an urgency from God. I needed to shift my focus to prayer because important things for our nation were ahead, and God was recruiting me in some way to be part of his hidden army of intercessors. I really sensed he wanted to train me. But there was a big part of me that thought I was just crazy. I thought my pastor and the worship leader at church would definitely agree that I was crazy. But instead, through them, God confirmed my call to pray. And he even raised me up as a teacher and prayer leader. And I was able to let go of those ministries and focus on prayer. Well, I can tell you right now, today, November 3rd, 2020, important things for our nation were and still are ahead. This most significant election is occurring right now today. And I, like so many others, were chosen to take part of it in prayer. It is amazing to me that so many honor-worthy souls are walking around the walls of this nation. There's people like Dutch Sheets, Lou Engel, Jeremiah Johnson, so many, really. Um, and God chose this day and age to raise up these wall walkers and to cry out for our nation that they, and maybe you, and maybe me, were, were chosen for this exact moment in time. And I don't think God would raise up all those intercessors and prayers unless he had it in his heart that America survive yet for a longer season. Well, let's go back now to Mordecai as he's walking around the wall of the harem. I am certain that wall was impenetrable and well guarded. Mordecai did not know that while he paces and prays his Hadassah, now called Esther, is finding favor with everyone she meets. Unbeknownst to Mordecai, Esther is given the best care, the best maidens, and the best living quarters. He might be concerned that now she's on her own. She's going to break free of all his fatherly counsel. But the Bible tells us she's still following his instruction, and she is not revealing her heritage. And finally, as Mordecai prays, she is going to be chosen as the queen. Sometimes when we pray and walk around visible walls, um, you know, we don't know what's happening beyond them. We pray for healing, not knowing what the outcome of an illness may be. We pray for our children, not knowing what they're doing or who they will become. We pray for unbelievers, not knowing if they'll ever grab a hold of faith. We pray around lots of walls, walls of finances, our families, our church, and our government. But just like Mordecai could not have known that Esther was doing beyond amazing in her new position, 
you can know that your prayers are sent out. They're like artillery that goes over the walls and finds its mark. It takes faith to walk around walls and pray. But if God is leading, just keep going. Beyond the wall, an answer is being formed and shaped, and sometimes it will be beyond your wildest dreams. Well, let's jump now to Esther 2, verse 19, where we read, And when the virgins were gathered together the second time, then Mordecai sat in the king's gate. Okay, so this verse is believed to have taken place five to 12 years after Esther is chosen as king. Apparently, Mr. King Ahasuerus is not done gathering virgins into his harem. Oh no, he's still at it. He must have liked this whole harem gig, and he kept busy adding more maidens. Well, let's look, though, what it says about Mordecai. It says he sat in the king's gate. The commentaries that I read on this verse all agree that somewhere along the way, through those years, Mordecai was given a position as one of the judges at the king's gate. The beauty of this new position is that he's able, at least through messengers, to communicate with his daughter, the queen. The walls are no longer ominous. He has been given a glimpse of life within them. This is how prayer works. First, we look at the need before us, and it might seem like a mysterious, impenetrable wall. There must be a God-given desire to traverse it repeatedly because it takes toil, tears, and hard work, perseverance. But one day, there's a breakthrough. Suddenly, you're inside, and you're able to see and discern what is happening. God has allowed you access. I'm talking more about this on my Friday Elements of Prayer program, but the idea here is that as we pray and walk around the walls, God sees us just as surely as someone saw Mordecai as a devoted and faithful man. God touches us and reveals a bit of his heart on a matter. He does this so we can be encouraged that he has taken care of it. And sometimes he does it to cause us to continue to pray and not faint. There was once a young woman who asked if she could visit because she wanted some counseling. And I'm telling you, I did not see myself as a counselor. I was actually a little bit panicked about it. And because I was a little panicked about it, I was really praying like, God, help me know what to say. And as I prayed, or as we're calling it today, circled that wall, God gave me a glimpse inside it. God showed me that this young woman wanted to come to me because she was dealing with something she had done in her past. And he told me, don't even let her tell you about this situation. Tell her, I know and I have forgiven and it is forgotten. And that she should just go and spend time praising me instead. But when that um, young lady showed up, she confirmed that was exactly what she wanted to talk to me about. And I said, I don't want to hear it. You need to just know you're forgiven and go and thank God. Let me add one more story because I just heard this yesterday. I was listening to Lou Engel's podcast. He has been doing what he literally called an Esther fast before the election. No food or drink for three days. Whew, I say no thanks, but praise God for people like that. Well, I should say, I hope I, I do find it in me to do that sometime in the future. 
Right now, I can't imagine it. But anyway, you can tell that Lou Engel is exhausted. I mean, you could as he was talking. But he said that he had experienced a sense of being able to reach right into heaven. He had that glimpse within the wall. And it was as though God was giving him access to whatever he wanted. And in that moment, he asked God that the election would cause both the House and the Senate to be turned back for righteousness. And he said after that, he felt at peace. I'll put his video in my show notes, and we'll watch and see what happens. Well, keep on praying. You are noticed by God. Don't give up. Keep walking around that wall, because soon he will let you in to see what's going on. And from that vantage point, you'll know how to pray, what to pray, and whether or not a matter is complete. Oh my goodness, I have only gone over two verses today. So next time we are going to finish Esther chapter 2, because it's pretty interesting to see Mordecai get involved in politics. Yeah, that's right. And I'm hoping you'll get involved in the politics of our day. Christian voices are needed in our society. Let God hear your voice and let the nation hear your vote. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you are able to reveal to us what is going on beyond the walls of the things that we're praying about, Lord. We trust you, and we know that even now, Lord, you are doing things in our nation that we cannot see. You are maneuvering. You are putting people into position. You are planting people and things where you want them to be. And Lord, most exciting, you are planting us, little old us. You know exactly where we belong. Thank you, Lord. You've given us a place at your gate to watch and to pray. Okay, join me back here Friday for the Elements of Prayer as we take a look at what it means to pray 